the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing in more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Get your coffee ready. Sitting down, thinking. Um, one area that I'm often surprised by is how underprepared we are for retirement by a long shot. Um, not good, in my opinion. Not good at all. So, one of the questions that came up recently for me was from basically, I'm not going to use the word amateur, but it had an amateur kind of feel to it that said, I'm afraid that I'm going to run out of money in retirement. And first things first, I had a rental car over the weekend and I, (coughs) excuse me, I had to return it. I like to use Enterprise because then I don't have to worry about driving there to come pick you up, that kind of thing, drop you off. Being newly retired is a, a reason to celebrate for a lot of people. And when I got into the rental car to be returned to my home, uh, the driver was clearly retired, right? He's that age. And I said, so how do you like uh, working for Enterprise? What do you do? And he goes, I drive. And, you know, I just drive people like you back to their houses or pick them up or what have you. I'm like, cool. Now... He said he retired a couple years ago, and I said, what's the coolest car you've got to drive? He goes, ooh, that's a good question. And he got to drive a brand-new Corvette. Now, I once had a vet, and I got a license plate that said, my vet, and people got really, really upset about that because I had a Chevette, not a Corvette. And what was interesting is one one week uh During the school season, I think a drunk driver hit the back panel, the back door, side door, and the front panel. And insurance came out, and I don't know why I had it covered. It doesn't even make sense. And uh, they wrote me a check for like $3,000, $4,000. And I was like, woo And uh, that's when I got to learn. I refer to that as the summer of Bondo. 
where you basically, you know, pull the dents out as best you can, and you put kind of a, a, a cementy type thing on the on the over the steel. You go get spray paint, and it kind of doesn't even look close, but you kind of hope it does. Maybe at nighttime, and I pocketed the insurance. I didn't get the work done. Uh, car had no value to me, and no one wants to buy a Chevette with high mileage. But anyway, back to this driver. He's retired, and he's retired. And how do I finish this story? So he drives for a living, so he keeps some of the income coming in, and I think that's a great idea. So being newly retired for a lot of people is a reason to celebrate. Being newly retired is a time where a lot of people panic, and there's mistakes that you can make and not make. Uh, There's a security guard here at Channel 4 Crown where I work, and I do the radio show Monday through Thursday from here, and then on Fridays I do it from Fremont. But there's a security guard that, I don't know, he, he looks 75, maybe a little bit more. You know, it's always tough to tell because were they out in the sun a lot, were they not? But, you know, he's manning the door and uh, making sure people get in and out and watching the cameras outside and scurrying away the homeless people when they look like they're going to be breaking into people's cars and such. But he's keeping it, they're both keeping income coming in and the guy in retirement's driving. And I think that's a great thing. It is not a bad thing. It is a great thing. Um... So a mistake that you can make is spending too much too soon in retirement. You know, you're like, hey, Social Security is going to start coming in. And you you quickly learn that Social Security is, you know, let's say maybe $1,000 after taxes. It's not a lot of money, uh, depending on if you own a house, don't own a house. Is it paid off? Is it not? With Americans living longer, you know, you got to have a budget. And, you know, $1,000 a month is great. But is that your budget? And how much do you burn or not burn? So you don't want to spend money too soon. Especially if you're healthy and eager and you want to enjoy all that free time, you really have to have a good budget. Huh. Uh, if you make the transition from quote unquote earning money to spending money, uh, it's a time of reflection. So. You don't want to spend too much early on in retirement. It's a rookie mistake. Another rookie mistake is overspending on the house. A lot of people want to be debt-free, and I get it. And it's an admirable thing, and it's one that, you know, uh, we all should work our entire life for. My property tax isn't going to go away in retirement. My income tax, sales tax, is not going to go away in retirement. The income tax on my Social Security is not going to go away or on my dividends or anything else. So overspending on a house is interesting because you want to pay your mortgage off. You're retired and don't have income coming in anymore. But rushing to do so may not be the best idea because you're going to move an asset from like cash or cash equivalent into your home. And you're probably creating a large tax liability when you sell it and or for your heirs. As long as you have the cash flow to comfortably make the payments, don't sacrifice your retirement savings by using a big chunk of it to pay it down. Instead, keep it invested where it should continue to grow. Plus, having a mortgage offers tax benefits that you still can claim as a retiree. Now, again, this is why you consult a certified financial planner. And you can consult a certified financial planner by going to any of the events that CFP, Chad Burton, and myself put together for New Focus Financial. 
And you can find out what event's coming to your town by going to robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. And uh, if you see an event, punch in the code radio25. And as a radio listener, you'll get in for free. Another mistake that I see people make is, obviously, paying off the mortgage can be a mistake. Spending too much is a mistake. And overspending on the kids, um, it stinks. I know a lot of people who are in their mid-30s and still live at home, and it's kind of cool. You know, if you've got parents that, you know, want that and, and you love them and you get a bond with them, that's great. So once you retire, it's time to let the 35-year-olds take care of themselves, especially if you don't have enough money. Over the last 10 years, we've seen, you know, more and more with millennials not being able to get out on their own and parents helping them out. I know... A friend from L.A., Melissa, she works for her mother's um, beauty products company. And she doesn't make enough to support her lifestyle. And she's always like, oh, I just got back from the Riviera. I'm like, you just got back from the Riviera where your mom bought you a ticket. So, you you know, and I see a lot of that of, you know, adults living off their parents' do re me. And, uh. Overspending on your kids, if you're paying rent for your adult children or their cell phone or their car payments or other recurring costs, it's time, in my opinion, to say, I don't have enough money to last and I can't continue to do this for you unless you're going to do it for me when I'm 85 and have nothing. Um, so making smart decisions early in retirement really pays off over time. And uh, I would eyeball that if you can. So uh, get very comfortable with the biggest, easiest mistakes to make uh, quickly when you retire, which is overspending on the kids, overspending on the house, paying it down, or you know, starting to do big home upgrades to bathrooms and things like that that you didn't do. Um, and don't spend too much money. Have a budget and make sure that you're starting with your Social Security. Um, and then take a look at your assets and figure out how long you want them to last for you. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Stock Talk with Rob Black. Black. Another day, another big fire in California. In the last six weeks, we've endured parts of Santa Rosa burning down. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of homes. Today we learned, well, yesterday, near Ojai, closing in on, Cal- on L.A. Today we learned L.A. Bel Air is on fire right now. The footage is fantastically uh, mesmerizing as you're seeing mansions burn down. The Getty, one of the greatest museums in the world, is close to burning down. I don't have quite the... Uh, right map 
but I know it's close to the Getty. Please check your insurance. Please start backing up some of the photos of you as a baby. Put them on Facebook, wherever you want to put them. Get some photos uploaded, whether it's Apple or Microsoft's cloud. Use a cloud product and get those photos backed up. Stunning pictures. Elsewhere in the world of stocks, Snap's radical design last month to effectively separate social and media into two parts of Snapchat app was made with designs on perking up its flagging advertising revenue. An analyst yesterday said, hey, this $12 stock should be an $18 stock. CEO Evan Spiegel has impregnated Victoria's Secret model as his wife. I'm a little bit bitter about that. But I'm not going to hold that against him. Analysts are saying the the redesign will provide mixed results for Snap. And the new messenger for kids products from Snap's competitor Facebook will be more of a longer-term threat. So Facebook's going after not today's internet users, literally six years, ten years from now, by going after kids and saying, hey, your little kid's six years old and he wants to set a play date with Jonathan across the street? Well, why don't the two parents get on Facebook and get the two kids on their Facebook? Um, Because it's all about the kids. And right now, Snap has that uh, demographic. The new look Snapchat offers a clear distinction between content from friends and that from the publishers. In what the company has bemoaned as the spread of fake news, they have some pretty good content. The ABCs, NBCs, CBSs, Disneys of the world have said, you know what? The young people who aren't watching cable, they're watching Snap. So they've partnered with them. So Evan Spiegel's motivation might be influenced by Snap's stagnant user growth, since it's March IPO, and it's minuscule slice of the advertising compared to Alphabet's Google and Facebook. Snap added 4.5 million daily users in its third quarter. It's at 178 million. It needs to get to a billion. Facebook's at 1.4 billion. But Snap's not really about grandma and grandpa who are on Facebook. Um, Google claims lion's share of $83 billion digital advertising market in the U.S. because of their search. Um, So Snap's gambit, so to speak, to redesign their, their app and try to get more people and keep more existing users more engaged. How long do they stay on the app? How long are they consuming media? Um, Every little metric that they can do to improve it, they're trying right now. Um, Some analysts are, are, one analyst believes it, others are going not so fast. So I think it's very interesting around $12. I think it's a very interesting speculative trade, a lot like going to Vegas. Costco shares are on the rise after retailer reported upbeat November same-store sales. Raymond James's Bud Bugatch reiterated an outperform rating and raised his price target from $173 to $202. Man, in the world of how many stocks can you own? Amazon, Costco, Walmart, Target. Those are the big boys of retail, right? And then you get into like the Home Depots, more of the hard lines, the Home Depots and the... Um, 
competitors in that arena, and then you start going, how many can I really own? Do you want to own Lowe's or Am- or Amazon or like? I want to own Amazon myself. So Costco's business model is still intact, and you know a lot of people kind of live in that transit world that they can you know stop at Costco, fill up the cart, and fill up the car with said filled up cart, run away, and come back in a couple of days. I myself. I don't like Costco. I don't like the parking lot. I don't like the people. I don't like the hustle. I don't like waiting in lines. Uh, thank you, Lord, for giving me Amazon because I get to miss all of that. Now, Amazon's not delivering a Christmas tree, I don't think. And Costco does have cheap Christmas trees, as does uh, Home Depot. You know that I hate Christmas trees. I don't understand why anyone would pay 75 to $125 to chop down a tree that gives this planet oxygen. Merry Christmas! But we do. But we do. And we do, and we do, and we do. Oh, you grump. No, I'm not a grump. When you're 65 and have no money, call me a grump. You go, oh, I remember. That was a purchase I could have wiped out, but I didn't do it. Rob's impression of an old person has just evolved. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. I will take the Academy Award home this year for, oh, thank you very much, your Christmas tree. You're darn tootin'. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I can predict things. I'm, I'm 87 years old. I've been around since dirt was born. Okay, so DeVita's in the news today, up 10%. They're a medical company. Uh, medical group, and they've kind of sold their business, their medical dental business, to uh, United Health Cares. Dave and Buster's in the news today. Ticker symbol play. That's a fun ticker symbol, huh? Woo-hoo! They're up six percent on beating earnings reports. Um, introducing some new smaller store formats. Dave and Buster's. You go there, you get crap food, but. You play video games and drink beer. So maybe you take the kids there, you give them a couple cards, you go play, you and your honey talk to each other, have a couple beers, remember what it used to be like to date before you had kids. I don't know. So Dave and Buster's in the news. Home Depot off a little bit today. They reaffirmed their guidance slightly below consensus, and they provided some long-term financial targets. They said that they're buying $15 billion back in their own shares. So we got that going. I'm Rob Black. You're not. Find me online at the Rob Black Show. Hey, there's um, a big event coming up, a webinar. You can find out about it and sign up for free at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. The big webinar is going up December 13th, seven days from today. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back. online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Stock Talk with Rob Black. 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 
all about the sex, the drugs, and the rock and roll. But it's all about that little blue pill. Do you remember that little blue pill? Don't! That's good marketing, because you know what I'm you know where I'm going at. That little blue pill called Viagra. And I'm not talking about throwing footballs through hoops, tires, hoops, or anything like that. I'm talking about that commercial confuses me. Sexual dysfunction commercials confuse me. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. But Viagra's journey from medicine to lifestyle is making a bit of a shift right now. A generic drug company right now is going to begin selling sildenafil. And to tell you the truth, I'm surprised that this news has gotten more attention. Sildenafil is the compound that goes by the brand name Viagra. Introduced by Pfizer in 1998. It's been 20 years. Viagra has generated over $17 billion in the United States alone. The Viagra patent doesn't expire until 2020, but Pfizer agreed about four years ago to allow Teva Pharmaceuticals to sell a generic version starting in December 2017. And uh, December 2017, which is right around the corner. So there was a legal battle between the two companies, and Pfizer kind of gave in. But Viagra's patent history is is isn't the point here. I'm talking lifestyle. Viagra was the first drug to allow impotent men to maintain erections. That made it into what was considered a lifestyle. Viagra's success wasn't how many times it was prescribed the first time. It was how many times people came back for a second prescription. And it showed the pharmaceutical industry there was money to be made developing drugs that improve people's lives without curing disease or alleviating pain. It's advertising happy couples enjoying life, thanks to Viagra, with the drug side effects read hastily as music swells, was a precursor to the direct-to-consumer pharmaceutical advertising that now assaults us daily. I want to say 17, 18 years ago, I went to a couple dinners um, that doctors basically paid me to be the speaker. What was interesting was, not doctors, excuse me, pharmaceutical companies would pay me to be the speaker on some painkillers, COX-2 inhibitors, that were cleaner aspirin, is essentially what they were. But they were cleaner aspirin that later we we learn hurt your heart a bit. But they would pay me, and I'd be like, I don't need money, but if you want to give me a seven-course dinner, heck yeah. And then I got to hang out and watch a you know presentation about these COX-2 inhibitors. And then I got to eat an amazing dinner, and then I got to talk to filthy rich doctors. Um, but Viagra was the first drug that I remember that was really a lifestyle drug. And I get that pharmaceuticals fabricate tons of money. Um, and in this case, it wasn't curing a disease. It wasn't alleviating pain. It wasn't helping you with your cancer. It was, you know, for lack of a better word, letting you get an erection so you can get it on. Critics have often cry Viagra as representing a degradation of American life. Uh, you know, a, a, I, did, I think a, a descent into the quick fix pill culture. Um, you and your wife aren't intimate. You can't get an erection. You're mad at her. She's mad at you. Instead of going to couples therapy, take a pill. You know, there's no denying that it's allowed millions of American men to reclaim their sex lives. 
and I can't imagine any way, shape, or form that could be a bad thing overall, but I don't know. When you take a look at Viagra as a pill, as part of a pharmacy, as a product, um, it's pretty successful. It, it teaches you that, you know, Intel makes semiconductors. Microsoft makes software. I, I, I don't even know where to go with this, but, you know, Pfizer makes, you know, pills that get you... There you go. Thank you. Now, Viagra's given away to some competitors as well, Cialis and Levitra, and they've all been marketed well. And during Super Bowls, I don't know what's about sexual dysfunction in Super Bowls or sexual dysfunction in football. I guess you got your captive male audience. It's been used by millions of men with little or no need. Um, it's it's terribly well. These pills are all well marketed. And again, you take a look at a Apple commercial right now. And I'll show you the beautiful Apple 10 super slick and super well designed and they'll have a thin person dancing and you're like if I get that 10 and I get those airpods I'll dance like that super skinny person who went to dance school you have to recognize the effects of marketing in this day and age the 1990s when Viagra was first brought to market was the era of the pharmaceutical blockbuster because we started figuring out um, just as the years go on you know our, our science is moving from molecular to genetic. And blockbusters are happening pretty quickly at this point in time. The blockbuster drug is a drug that can generate a billion dollars or more in a billion dollars or more in revenue. Um, Pfizer had Lipitor, Celebrex, Zoloft in its portfolio. And then Sidenafil was expected to join them as an angina medication as trials showed that the compound didn't do much for angina, but it had a remarkable side effect. Men got aroused and sustained erections with very little arousal. So this did not cause Pfizer's top executives to jump for joy. It didn't, which is kind of crazy. They worried about being accused of selling a recreational drug. I mean, our society really changed with Pfizer. Viagra. I can't believe I'm having this conversation. I'm self-editing myself more. They feared that the company's reputation would be besmirched by the manufacturing of a sex aid. No, it's not a sex toy, a sex aid. And Pfizer, in the 1990s, changed pharmaceuticals. Did Pfizer's Viagra open the door for recreational marijuana? I think it did. I think it did. Um, just my personal opinion. Trials showed that the compound didn't do much for angina. And again, angina. You're like, whoa. So the executives got together and they huddled and like, whoa. With very little arousal, men can sustain erections. And they started asking around. They toyed with the idea of spinning Viagra off into a separate company as a way to keep it at uh, like drugs uh, uh, arms length from the drug's reputation. Uh, Pfizer makes serious medications. So they did some market surveys, they did some focus groups. Pfizer became convinced that Viagra was destined to become another blockbuster. 
Um, and indeed it was. It was. It hit the billion-dollar mark in its first full year. So instead of distancing itself from its new drug, Pfizer went all in. Pfizer went all in. All in. Cooperating with stories it knew would be more salacious than not. It created a lifestyle drug for the first time ever. It's a major first innovation. Now, when you create it, that's one thing. When you sell it, that's another. Companies sold drugs by having salespeople persuade doctors to prescribe them. Like I told you, I went to a couple dinners where the salespeople would throw these big, just super fancy, wonderful dinners. Um, so that doesn't that model doesn't really work for doctors. Doctors are, are, are reluctant to ask patients about their sex lives. No one talks about sex. How much money is in your wallet? How much sex do you, how much sex did you have last week? Send me an email. You're not going to do it. The only way doctors were going to prescribe Viagra in large quantities is if the patient asked for it. So there was the marketing dilemma right there, or there was the sales dilemma. The marketing of it tries to get you to... Do you notice that drug commercials now say, ask your... Do you have severe allergies? Does your snot come blowing out your nose and through your ears? Like, does it do that? If it does, then you should talk to your doctor. You should talk to your doctor and ask about this new pill. Isn't that crazy, right? We live in a society where the drug company says, if you have these symptoms, go talk to your doctor and tell them you want this solution. Don't ask your doctor for the solution. Tell them this is the solution you want. So the year before Viagra was launched, the FDA agreed to allow drug companies to advertise on television. There's a lot of tricky things. Like, you don't see a lot of tobacco commercials on television. You kind of do now. You don't see a lot of uh, hard liquor signs on television. You kind of do now. So no company used the new form of advertising as truly as Pfizer did, getting on television. Its first ads featured Bob Dole. Bob Dole! I'm Bob Dole! He was a 75-year-old former Kansas senator and war hero who had run for president in 1996. Do you remember Bob Dole? He had that, I think he had a dead arm or something, and he always had a pen in his hand. I'm not sure what that was all about. Dole's task was to show that he, was, he wasn't embarrassed to discuss his own impotence, the result of prostate cancer, and others shouldn't be either. I have prostate cancer, and I can't get it up. I'm taking this little blue pill. And I, like, the fact that I could like, remember all this sheepishly tells you, like, times have changed. Vote for Dole! Vote Dole! 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 Bob Dole! So he used the phrase erectile dysfunction on TV, and I just, it changed the world for me. What is dysfunctional can become functional. He encouraged men to talk to their doctors about the condition. Many doctors who remember those days say that men would bring up Viagra sheepishly. Just as the visit was wrapping up, oh, and by the way, can I get that little blue pill? Drugs, marketing, investing. I'm Rob Black. Shovels and dirt, shovels and dirt Well, it ain't worth living if you don't care I got a head full of darkness and darkness is good Cause if we all die young then we don't get hurt all right. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com Now Back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Stock Talk with Rob Black. Black. 
Wow. I'm Rob Black, talking money, invested in more. Walmart has a new name. They were incorporated as Walmart Stores, Inc. They've changed their name to Walmart. Companies trying to shift away from building traditional stores towards competing online with rival Amazon. Interesting, right? I'm not going to say that's a head-scratcher, but it's a bit of a head-scratcher. They've got 11,700 stores, and by changing their name, uh, is that going to make that much of a difference? They want to change their name to say, you can shop with us as a customer any way you want to be a customer. There was another company that did this. Can you think of who it was that's pretty famous? Apple. Apple Computer went from Apple Computer to Apple. Google went from Google to Alphabet, which I just hate. Great googly moogly. Companies that are in the midst of change often struggle to sit down with a group of investors and say, forget everything you've ever heard before. Now we're something different. I don't think Alphabet's done a good job of saying, not only are we Google, but we're also Waymo, but we're also, what else? Nest? How great would it be if they come up with 27 companies, A to Z, right? Sam Walton opened the first Walmart back in 1962 in Rogers, Arkansas, after opening several stores with other names, including Walton's, 5 and 10. The name Walmart came from Bob Bogle, one of the first store managers. The company incorporated in 1969 as Walmart, which has a dash in it from the first Walmart, which did not have a dash in it. Stores still account for more than 95% of its revenue, but in recent years, the company is shifting more towards online and improving existing sales stores. Last year, Walmart bought Jet.com for $3.3 billion to expand its e-commerce efforts. In the most recent quarter of all quarters, sales rose the fastest in nearly a decade. So is that going to work for you? Limited Brands became L Brands. I guess the name Limited was too limiting. During the 1990s.com boom, companies like 1-800-Flowers appended .com to their nameplate. But you can still call 1-800-Flowers. You don't necessarily have to do online. Kraft Foods has become Mondelez. I jokingly say, sarcastically I say, Kraft Foods has probably killed more people than cigarettes. Philip Morris became Altria. Why? Because you think of Philip Morris and Marlboro Man as cancer. Altria, you think, we live in an altruistic world, which is wonderful. Tribune Publishing, whose newspapers include the LA Times, the Chicago Tribune, they changed their name to Tronk, which is probably the hardest one to to throw down. T-R-O-N-C, Tronk. Like, what the hell is going on with that name? Say what? So, Limited Brands, one of their divisions is Victoria's Secret. 
wouldn't you rather say, I want to be an investor in Victoria's Secret than limited brands? Some of these names are, are just confounding to me. But they're out there. Home Depot is announcing a $15 billion share buyback. That's a biggie. One thing that I like about Home Depot is, as a homeowner, one of the things that is one of the greatest joys of my life is throwing down grass seed. It's throwing down soil. It's getting paint and painting the walls. It's getting paint and painting the outside. It's getting paint. Like, do you see what I'm saying? So Home Depot's not going to go out of business anytime soon. And you're like, but what about the mom and pop store? Screw that. If the mom and pop store is going to charge me 20% more for paint, I'm going to Home Depot. I'm not, I'm not loyal to paint. I'm loyal to my dollar. Just saying. Google has pulled YouTube from a lot of Amazon devices, saying it isn't playing fair. Retaliation for Amazon's website not selling some of Google's product. So, that sucks. <laughs> sucks if you own an Amazon product. You want to... YouTube is the go-to television station for people under 35. So, Google's cut access to YouTube on Amazon smart speakers with screens called the Echo Show, and it plans to block YouTube on Amazon's Fire TV media streaming as of January 1. Google, a unit of Alphabet, said Amazon's retail website doesn't sell competing products like Google Home Smart Speaker or Google's Chromecast streaming device. Google also claimed that Amazon's Prime Video lineup of shows and movies isn't available via Chromecast. It added that Amazon stopped selling some products from Nest, a uh, connected device maker that is Google's sister firm under Alphabet, Amazon in October launched a home security system that competes with Nest. So there's some reciprocity going on. Apple in the news. Apple TV is now doing Amazon Prime. Apple is the smartest company of them all because all they want to do is sell devices. Google and Alphabet are trying to sell services. Apple wants to sell devices. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. San Francisco rent is so expensive that a law firm just bought a $3 million plane to fly its people in from Texas instead of having them live here. San Francisco's median rent price now is $4,400, nearly three times the median rent in Houston. So instead of hiring expensive local talent in the Bay Area, one Houston-based law firm flies its lawyers in on a private jet once a month to meet with clients. It's $2,500 to operate a jet as a Cool for recruiting top talent. Pretty awesome idea. Uh, I'm going to live in Vegas and fly into work every day and fly home. Some people are starting to do that in San Francisco. I'm Rob Black. Money invested more. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.